Welcome to the Not Just a Pony Ride podcast, presented to you by Hedger University. If you've landed here, you're probably passionate about how horses help people. Whether you're an instructor, therapist, in the business, or have experienced equine assisted services yourself, we're glad you're here. Join us as we talk about the benefits, the science, to-dos, how-tos, and all of the reasons why what we do is so much more than just a pony ride. And now, from the Hetra campus in Gretna, Nebraska, here's your host, occupational therapist Katie King. Hey everyone, happy new year. It seems so crazy to be coming to you from season two of the Not Just a Pony Ride podcast. If you're new to us, thank you for joining. And if you've been listening along, I just want to thank you so much for your support and listening to the podcast and um, encouraging us on this incredible journey that the podcast has been. If you have been listening and you like it, please go and review it. Um, on whatever podcast platform you're on. That really helps us spread the word and helps other people find our podcast. And I don't know about you, but when I look for a new podcast, I'm always looking to see if they have good reviews and, you know, the star rating or whatever your platform is on, whatever they use. So if you remember to do that, go down and review it. Let us know what you think about it. Today, I am kicking off season two with none other than our CEO, Edie Godin. She was our first episode of season one, and so I thought it was fitting for her to come back for season one, or episode one of season two. And today we're going to talk about something that's really important, setting goals, not only for yourself, but for your center and how that relates to strategic planning. She really has a lot of good things to say about, you know, leadership versus management and how do we keep our staff accountable and you know set goals so that we can meet goals as a center globally um, and also how do we set goals for our employees to encourage them and, and prevent burnout and keep them really happy in their jobs so we talked a lot today about how you can set yourself up for success in 2022 enjoy welcome Edie happy new year Happy New Year. Seems crazy that we've been in this podcast for a year now. And you were our first episode, episode one, um, season one. So we thought it was only fitting that you be episode one, season two. Yeah, I'm very honored to get to be asked back again. (laughs) (laughs) So today I'm excited to talk a little bit about just road mapping for the new year. So that really encompasses a lot of things, goal setting for your center goal setting for your staff, um, even strategic planning. And I'm excited to get into that today. Um, but first, if you're new, if you're new to the podcast and you haven't been listening, um, go back to episode one to hear kind of the beginnings of this, but tell us um, who you are and what you do um, so that we can reintroduce you. Excellent. Yeah. My name is Edie Godden and I'm the chief executive officer here at Hetra. And I'm also a occupational therapist and a clinical specialist in hippotherapy. And then I also hold um, a CTRI certification so and a equine specialist in mental health and learning. So several different certifications. Um, and I'm thankful and blessed that even as a CEO, I still get to spend some time in the arena. And um, that's really important to me to stay connected to our participants and our horses and our volunteers. Mm -hmm. 
it keeps you in the know too, I think, you know, and fresh and what's happening in the arena. And I think that makes, in my opinion, I mean, I'm a therapist here and I think that makes you a better leader for us because you're there with us in the arena and you know what's going on. And so when we talk about what can we do to make this better, you know, because you're out there, you know. Absolutely. I, helpful. I feel like it does give me more credibility with the staff and the volunteers because they do see me out there. Um, I do really put my therapist hat on when I come to the barn because, and I have a lot of people say, well, I didn't know you were the CEO until, you know, a month ago and they've been here a year. And, and that's how I want it to be. I, I really want people to um, see me as a therapist because that's the role I'm playing when I'm down here. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about, like you said, it gives you credibility with your staff. How do we develop our staff so that, you know, throughout the year we keep growing, we keep as a team, we keep growing and we keep working towards our center goals because you spearhead a lot of that. I feel like you have always been a great leader for us development wise and always asking us what can we do to be better as a person, as a team so that we can do better for Hetra. Wow. So I think that's a, a really loaded question. So I think as a industry as a whole, we're really good at um, pursuing additional continuing education hours to help us be a better instructor and help us be a better therapist and help us be a better, you know, maybe volunteer coordinator, um, improve our therapy skills. But I don't think we're spending the time improving our own individual development skills, our own leadership skills, and our our own people management skills. And I think when I got into this industry, I had no idea that I would spend 80% of my time managing people. And regardless of the size of your center, that's where you're going to be. Because whether you're all volunteer-based or you have a staff or whatever, you're always managing people. And so the ability to, and that's just not a skill that just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, some people have some natural um, ability there, but it's something you have to develop and, and continue to um, cultivate throughout your, your time. Otherwise, your organization gets stagnant. Otherwise, people don't stay. And so that's what's important. And and I've been here 30 years, and I I see myself still as a young person, but I have to think that's 30 years. Um, and now I have a lot of amazing younger people on our staff right now. And I feel like part of my job is to help develop them so that this industry can continue and our organization can continue. Yes, I would agree with that. And I would say that so many people get into this industry because they love horses and they want to manage horses and they love what the horses can do and not not everybody thinks that when they get into this it's going to be managing more people than horses which is definitely what it what it is absolutely and and I think there is a big difference between managing and leadership absolutely so management and leadership I think there's two different different qualities there there's two different thought processes there and I think eventually all of us want to be leaders um and and that to me is again important that we are helping build those new to the industry to become leaders because that's what allows us to continue to grow. Mm -hmm. What tools have helped you like difference between leadership and management and like you said you've been doing this for 30 years and I know um, that you are constantly doing you know development things for yourself personally what things have helped you kind of tease that apart and help lead your staff? 
So the two biggest things I would say is that um, we had an opportunity or I had an opportunity to be involved in a capacity building project um, put on by the Omaha Community Foundation. Um, and it was a team or a group of about, I think, 12 other nonprofits. And it was a I can't remember. I think it was like a six month course. And, and we met once a month, I think. And we had homework and those things to do. But that kind of started me on that journey of how do I develop myself as a leader? How do I help strategically guide this organization to where we want to go next. And then a a few years ago, I had another opportunity to uh, participate in a group called TEAM. And it again was, um, I think we went twice a month for again, about three or four months. And just really was all about who are you? Who are you as a leader? What are your strengths? Um, And all about knowing what your strengths are and what your challenges are. And the thing I loved most about that one specifically was we're all really hard on ourselves when we talk about our challenges, right? And so I'm a, I'm a big thinker. I'm a visionary person, but sitting down and putting something to, to paper, you know, or going through a database, that, that stuff is really hard for me. And, and I've been hard on myself on that for a lot of years. One of the things I learned through that course was it's about energy. So so being a visionary is what fills my cup. It it energizes me. It excites me. Sitting down and budgeting, again, part of my job, but it takes a lot more energy. And we had talked all about energy and how much energy does something take. And that makes a lot more sense to me. And I think you're a lot less hard on yourself. It's like, it's not that I can't do that. It's just, I know it's going to take more energy and it's going to take more focus in order for me to be successful at that. And so I need to make sure I plan that in my day. But I also look at those things. And this is one of the things early on in this organization as we develop staff and, and what position was going to be next is what am I really good at? What am I really passionate about? And then Let's find somebody to come in and do those other things. And that's how we've really developed all of our staff. We find out what they're really good at doing, what they're really passionate about. And then we find other staff to come in and fill those holes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that wholly and completely kind of transitions to how we set our goals. Because how many, I mean, how many full-time staff do we have, Edie? I think we're at 13 right now. So that's a lot of people to manage and to get all on the same page, right? Because we're all on the same page, which is Hetra's mission and Hetra's goal. And so how can you get all 13 people on the same page to then work towards that? And I think that we just got done with year end kind of staff reviews. And as part of that, we all set goals and we set very specific goals And that's, you know, our CEO is a therapist, so she makes us set, you know, very specific, (laughs) measurable goals, goals, um, which we'll talk about that here in just a minute. But um, so I think that is 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 part of that. Right. What are we passionate about? What do we love? How can we set goals for ourselves in those things that then help translate to our mission? Right. So it it really all starts with that big, scary word called a strategic plan. And yeah, I don't, I don't love that. And, and I, for years, the, the, the term just to me was just like overwhelming. overwhelming. I think about a strategic plan and I would listen or I'd go to a course on a strategic plan and I'd be think, oh my gosh, how that's going to take so much time and so much energy. And again, not my strong suit. Um, and you know, we have other things we've got to be doing. You know, we got to be seeing participants. We got to be conditioning horses. We got to be training volunteers. And so I, I think 
we need to take that scary out of a strategic plan or a business plan. We need to, to make it more of a roadmap. So if we talk about it more as a roadmap of where we're going, that seems a little less scary. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know, there's probably business people out there that are going to tell me, no, no, no. But I don't think a strategic plan has to have every single component of what you would see in a formal strategic plan. I think you need to think about those things in general. I think it needs to consist of people outside of your organization, your staff, your volunteers, your participants need to participate in it. Um, But I don't think it has to be this big, scary, overwhelming thing. And, And I think without it, without having those overarching goals, we don't know where we're going as a, as a collective group. We're just kind of throwing darts in the dark. Mm-hmm. And I think making that strategic plan work for you, right? If you're a smaller center and you have, you know, less items on that strategic plan to get started, I feel like that's a fine place to start. I mean, where did Hetra start when we first started thinking about a strategic plan? Well, honestly, we didn't have a strategic plan until probably well, well into our, um, our, our organization, maybe, maybe 15 years mm-hmm. in all honesty, um, because again, we were just, you know, keep swimming towards the next, the next goal. You know, those, those goals were outlined. Some of those goals were outlined in my head. Some of those maybe were outlined in our board's head, but we hadn't really put them down on paper. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, it's always amazing to me when we put things down on paper and you present that to people, how much closer you can get to that goal, even if you don't achieve it. Yeah, absolutely. And having those goals in front of you, even if even, you know, they're living in your head is one thing, but having them on paper, sharing them with people and then having everybody work together towards that. So what when did you start having your staff create goals, you know, to help surround that goal or that strategic plan? Yeah. So we've done um, staff evaluations or assessments yearly, um, probably. Oh, gosh. For, for a long time, I think since we've had full time staff, mm-hmm. we've done those. Um, the way we've done those and the structure for those has changed over the years. I think don't also be afraid to change what you're doing from a staff evaluation standpoint and, and ask other organizations. And it doesn't have to be another therapeutic writing program. It can be another nonprofit. It can be a for-profit. You know, what's your most effective tool? And it's not a tool for me to be critical or, you know, define each single aspect of, let's take a therapist for se, per se, you know, is there a treatment plan, you know, is there this? Yeah, we look at those, some of those things in general, but those are things we should be addressing throughout the year if those are concerns and not once a year at our evaluation. We're looking more big scope. You know, how do we do in execution? How do we do in initiation? How we do in delegation of tasks? Those are the big scope things that we're really more looking at for those. And then it's, it's more of a conversation. And, and for us, when we do those assessments, the staff fills that out. Mm-hmm. They fill out 80% of it and bring it to the evaluation. And then we just add a little bit. Whoever the supervisor is just adds a little bit of it from there. And, but it, it creates a lot of really good conversation. Yeah, and it, it's it's good conversation. And I feel like during my, I've had my staff evaluation and um, I, you just feel very heard, like your opinion does matter um, because there's even sections on our evaluation, like what do you think Hetra, you know, 
our organization as a whole? What did we do well this year? What do you think were barriers or challenges this year? You know, for our organization as a whole, it's not just about you, but how you are, uh, you know, as a, as a whole or as an individual contributing to the whole. So what do you think are some of the other things on our staff evaluation that are important for you guys to learn about us as staff to help guide us? Um, so a couple of questions we ask are, what are your three top accomplishments for this year? Mm. Um, and I always love that one because um, it reminds me about what happened this year and what, what great things happened. And then also the other one is, what do you feel like your top three priorities are? And, you know, getting people to limit to three is really hard, you know, because we have a lot of priorities. Mm -hmm. But it also tells us if we're on the same page. So if somebody comes to me and they say their top three priorities and two of those three would not be on the list, in my opinion, then we need to re-talk about things and and um, re-negotiate where we're going in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also think it really, again, looks at what are people's strengths, what are, what, what energizes them and what are their challenges? Mm -hmm. And, and is there a way that we can assist with their challenges? Not that, not that every one of us don't have things in our job that we don't love to do, um, that we still have to do every single day, no matter what. Um, But how, how much of that can we take off of their plate? Um, And, and, um, so that they really can excel with what they're what they love doing, what they're passionate about, and I do feel like that's helped keep a really good core staff here at Petra. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's part of what people like about their jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're going to um, just so the audience knows, stay tuned. We're going to do a um, episode on burnout and how we prevent that here because we know that's so high especially in nonprofits, just because we love what we do so much but I think that that's that's huge for preventing burnout for here is asking asking the employees what what they would change what they would do differently but then also what could we delegate to others so there I think the very last question on our staff evaluation is do you have anything about your job that you know somebody else could help you with or, you know, things that you feel like you, you need help with. And I think that's huge. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about when we set goals. So we do set smart goals for those of you in the audience who are like, what does that mean? Absolutely. So, so our goal has to be um, measurable. So um, we can't just say, I want to um, improve our horse condition um our horse conditioning program this year yeah so so if we're looking at that you're like great but how do i know if that happened Mm -hmm. you know and so um specifically we want to to really take that down into what's the measurable piece of Mm -hmm. that so um we want each horse to have a written conditioning program that is marked off each week with 75% accuracy by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So we have, what's our what's our goal? What What is the measurement piece of that? So I've got that um, down. And then we've also got 75%. I hate to say 100% for anything because mm-hmm. I think it's really hard. I think always and nevers are very hard. And it can be, um, it can be disappointing to the person who's trying to achieve it. Like, gosh, darn it. Marty, you know, month in and we didn't 
we didn't get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think always the numbers are hard, and I would try to stay away from them. And I think that's possible. part of the the attainable piece, right? So that's that's part of it. So we have to think think you know logistically about what is attainable. And I think that's part of it, that always or never. Right. And then I think we look at by when. And so, you know, we're introducing our sensory trail this year and um, talking that over with our horse manager and and having a conversation of when is it realistic to have our horses ready to go on the sensory trail and negotiating that when piece of it based on what they think they're really capable of doing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the time piece. So we know when that's going to happen. And then that can help you judge that on the back end, because the next year about this time, when we sit down for staff evaluations, we're going to review the goals that we set for the year previous. Right. So would you say that, you know, a lot of our staff set good goals for the last year that we met, you know, a lot of those? Yeah, absolutely. I would say that, um, I'd say 75% or more were met mm-hmm. or or really good progress yeah. was made on them. And those that weren't met or we didn't really see progress towards them, something else happened and something else became a priority. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that happens and that's, that's their goals. There's something that we would like to accomplish. We're gonna work really hard to get there, but we also have to know that there's some of that flexibility piece of things too. And sometimes something else takes priority. And that's why we like to check in on those goals periodically throughout the year so that if we need to adjust them, we can. Mm-hmm. So if we need to say this seemed really important to get another uh, certified therapeutic carriage driving instructor for the program seemed really important, you know, when we talked about this, but right now we really need to certify new riding instructors, then let's flop that goal mm-hmm. and, and extend that goal to, to next year. maybe. Yeah. I have Edie here, the CEO of Hetra, and we're here to talk about a new program that Hetra is offering, our mentoring services. So Hetra is really excited to have kicked this off last year. We have been around for 30 years and we have an amazing staff. And so we're really excited to be able to offer the service to others in the EAS industry, to those that may be just getting started, or maybe those that have been going a while and kind of need a refresher to what they're doing and to maybe change things. Yeah, so we're offering this mentoring program to all walks of the EAS community life, whether you're new or whether you're seasoned. We're here to offer you some one-on-one or team consulting, and that starts first with a free mentoring session. So we're going to talk with you to see what your needs are, if there's any questions we can help you answer, and then we can really customize a package from there. Again, we feel very blessed here at Hetra to have an amazing team that really covers a full scope of what happens in the EAS field. And so we feel like being able to mentor those that are new or that are maybe struggling is really, really good. If you want more information on our mentoring services, go out to hetrauniversity.org and click on mentoring. So how, when you're setting goals for staff, like for me personally, it does take a little more time for me to sit down and really think about what I want to do personally, but that is just, just me. I'm setting a goal for one person. So when you're talking about setting goals, you know, for the organization as a whole, how difficult is that to really forecast, you know, what the organization, you know, 13 full-time people and, you know, how many others are helping us reach goals? How, how difficult is that for you? I mean, I think it's it's always been difficult. And then I think you throw 2020 and 2021 in there mm-hmm. and you say mm, maybe a little bit 
even more difficult to <laughs> impossible because we've had two really unprecedented years um, that we didn't know what to expect. Um, but we, in that process, the staff has really been ready to pivot and the staff is still really ready to pivot if we need to. Um, and the silver lining is we've developed so many cool things as a result of this. Um, Hetra University, um, the webinars that we're doing, this podcast, mm-hmm. there's been so many cool things that have developed as a result of that, that it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay to have to pivot. But yeah, it's, it's hard to look at that big picture. But that's why it's not just me. It's a, it's a whole group. It's the staff as a whole. It's our board of directors. It's talking to volunteers and talking to our community and talking to our parents about and, and looking really at community needs. So that's one of the big things that we've helped, I think, develop different programs based on where we, we have seen community need. And we've seen um, a lot of growth in those programs because we're, we're targeting that. And again, when you go to community need, you hear about community need assessments and, you know, all these, again, kind of big, mm-hmm. scary words. Um, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, I mean, yeah, we need to look at what the community needs. Yes, you need to go out there and talk to people, um, but you don't need to make it. It doesn't have to be a big, scary thing in order to get started. And sometimes just getting started is the the hardest piece of that. Mm -hmm. So take that first step. Yes, absolutely. Just set, even if it's just one goal, you know, you can just one thing at a time, set goals and and really um, work towards those with your team is a big part of it absolutely i'll have i'll have something in my mind where I, I think we need to do this and i'll take it to the team and i'll say i think this is what we need to accomplish and the team says well we really feel like this is what we need to accomplish and this is how we could get there and that's great and and that's again where leadership becomes really important because it's not about what i want It's about what's best for our community, what's best for our participants, our horses, our volunteers, our organization. And so that no longer rests entirely with me. We have an awesome team that can help. Mm -hmm. And when you empower people to be part of that process, then they really really have more Mm buy-in, you know, and they have more ownership of, of what we're doing and where we're going. And it isn't just about Hetra. It's about this is this is them. This is part of their heart. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Just being a part of that team and feeling like you're, again, like your voice matters um, and that you have, you ultimately do have some say and some, um, you know, stock in seeing your organization succeed. And I think that's, that's a huge part of it. Yes. One of the things that I'm going to really focus on here in this new year is um, being the last to speak. So, um, I've, I've done again, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and, and webinar. I use my drive time to spend a lot of time listening to those type of motivational staff development, leadership types Do you have of any things. favorites? Um, I listen to a lot of different ones. Um, I listen to Tony Robbins and I love because he can get you pumped up no matter what, <laughs> make you believe that you can do anything, um, which is, Gosh, a belief you have to have. In Sometimes you need that in the morning. <laughs> Absolutely. Or driving home. Yeah. The day. Sometimes you need to hear that. 
Um, Mel Robbins, I love her. Brandon Bouchard, I, li I like his um, stuff as well. He tends to give you more really specific things that you can do, mm -hmm. um, which I like as well. So, um, but I listen to all, all different types. Um, and I think that that goal of being the last to speak I've heard that several times and I and I have paid more attention during our team meetings. And when the stronger leadership is the first to speak, a lot of times we don't hear any other voices. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that that's a really important part of things that we need to make sure that those other voices on our team are heard. Because I think there's a lot of good things out there. Mm -hmm. We just need to, to get them to speak up and feel comfortable doing that. Absolutely. And I feel like there's always in a team, you're always going to have those that are, you know, you're more of your leader or also just seem to always have an opinion, you know, whether that be good or bad or whatever that is. How do you balance those louder voices with with those ones that, you know, might have good ideas, but are quieter? Yeah. And, and I think, again, it's sometimes saying specifically, Katie, what do you think about that? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, this is volunteer oriented. Rochelle and Noah, that's that's your team. I mm -hmm. want to hear you guys tell me first about what what your thoughts are on mm -hmm. this this situation and how we can how we can improve. So sometimes it's specifically you know talking to them. Sometimes it's really working more on the backside of things and talking to people before the meeting mm -hmm. and getting some feel for things on, and where people are at, and then asking people to to please speak up um, during the meeting um, so that they can. Um, they can be heard mm -hmm. because we do have great, great members of this team. Um, and, and I'm excited to, to see them step into that, mm -hmm. that role a little bit more. Yeah. What other personal, you know, or professional goals do you have for yourself this year? Oh, gosh. So I think one of the big ones for me is always time management. Um, you know, sometimes I work 12 14-hour days, um, and so figuring out how to best manage that time. Um, and because you you do, you don't realize it sneaks up on you a little bit um, as your organization grows, that you're going to spend the majority of your time, again, managing, working with people and not at your desk doing things. And I think that's something this last year that's really hit home for me, that I need to be better at delegating and I need to be better at not saying I'll do that mm -hmm. um, and, and letting the individuals within those departments or areas go ahead and follow through on that. Um, and again, I think that gives them accountability and it gives them ownership of that activity um, and allows them to take things in different directions. I, I This podcast is a, is a great example. I had an idea of what I'd like to see us do. Um, I wasn't real sure on the details of it, um, but... Um, a couple of members of our team, Katie being one of them, took it and ran with it. And I, I just am so excited to see how far it's come and, and what the possibilities for it are. Mm -hmm. Now, had I dictated up front, this is what it needs to be, that would have really temp, temp, tempered what mm -hmm. you thought you were able to do with it. So I, I think that's that's important. Yeah. And I think, again, here we are talking about goals again. Like that comes back to you know, you want to delegate some of these programs or some of these, you know, ideas and projects to other people. Wonderful. 
Um, but you, you know, instead of just sending an email and say, Hey, you're in charge of the podcast or, you know, whatever that project might be, you can say, Hey, I'd like you to take lead on this. What are some goals that we can set so that, you know, later down the road, you and I can both sit down and look at that and be like, Hey, we really did make some progress. It's accountability, um, for me and, you know, goals for me to be proud of, but then that's also ease of, you know, mind and and stuff for you that those projects are getting done and, and it's okay for you to delegate those things. Right. Absolutely. And I think for us, anytime we've added a new position into this organization, we have a a job description. We think we know where that's going to go. But when that person actually gets here and we, again, start to see what their strengths are and start to see what their passions are and they start to develop things, sometimes that role really shifts Mm -hmm. in that first year. And, and so I think sitting down with people and reestablishing what is that really going to look like um, and um, being on the same page, because it's it's always interesting to me a lot of times when I start to get like, gosh, I just don't see where this person's going with this mm-hmm. and I, that this is not the direction that I saw things going. When you sit down and really talk with that person and figure things out, it, it really opens your eyes to, to what happened. Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of clarify, here's where I'd like to see things go. Um, and they can clarify where they'd like to see things go and then we can see how those come together to benefit the organization. Mm-hmm. It's all full circle. Well, let's kind of close up here. Is there anything that, you know, you would like to share with maybe centers that are listening that, you know, haven't done some of this goal setting or strategic planning or, you know, just going into the new year, what are some things we can do to be work on ourselves and work on our, our organizations as a whole? So I would say if you, if you haven't done it, um, I would set three to four organizational goals, you know, get your team together. And whether that team is you and, and a group of volunteers or that's you and the volunteer coordinator or it's you and your board president, whoever it is, get a group together and set a, set some goals as to where where do you want to see this organization go this year. And don't, don't be afraid to set a few stretch goals because... Sometimes we set safe goals. And I think whenever you set safe goals, um, you're, you're almost hindering where your organization can be. You know, yes, it, it, this is a stretch goal. We may not quite get there, but we're going to work really hard and try to figure out a way to make that happen. I think, I think start with setting four organizational goals and then ask your key people, again, whoever that might be, what are their personal goals to help get the organization to that next level? And, and make them measurable, make them smart goals. They need to have a piece that at the end of the year, you can say for sure this happened or this didn't happen. And the only way you can do that is by making it measurable. So it, it has to have that measurement piece and it has to have that time frame on it so that you can accomplish it. Mm-hmm. And I think you will be so pleasantly surprised by what happens. Because I think even, even if you only put those goals down on paper and you only looked at them at the beginning of the year, I think your chances of achieving them by the end of the year go up really high. Mm-hmm. If you revisit those goals throughout the year, you're going to be shocked at how many of those goals you get really close to. And we personally, I think this year, or this last year we did it a little differently. This year, I think we're going to visit staff goals as a team, our individual staff goals as a team quarterly, right? Yes, correct. Yep. So that those are good times for reflection. And for me, good times to remind myself like, 
oh my gosh, yes. Like, okay, how am I doing on this? You know, we're halfway through the year. What can I do to push or what, you know, what can I do to, you know, if I've met this goal, can I, can I set a new one or can I, you know, what more could I do? Um, or work on other, the, some of my other goals and that type of thing. So reviewing those periodically is important. Absolutely. And I think the other thing that's changed this year that I'm really excited about is that each of our staff is going to have a goal that relates back to a revenue source within our organization or the budget of our organization. And that budget piece has always been the senior leadership. You know, we're managing that budget. We're looking at that budget. We're seeing. And then we come back to the team and say, hey, we're behind here. We're ahead here. Um, but we really want to make sure we're sharing those numbers with the team up front mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year so that when we come to the team and say we're behind here, or we're ahead here, they can understand where we need to either maybe cut back or whether we need to, to make a, a little different effort to try to achieve that goal. So I'm, I'm really excited about that because I really feel like it's going to give everybody just that next step into um, the organization as a whole. And that, that budget piece is not, shouldn't be a secret from your staff. Mm-hmm. They should understand that this is, we have a, almost a $1.5 million budget for 2022. So that's a big, that's a big cup to fill mm-hmm. um, by the end of the year, not only from a revenue standpoint, but also managing expenses standpoint. And that doesn't just happen from one or two people that happens from all of our staff. Um, in order to make us make sure we achieve those goals. Absolutely. Gives you that accountability. Yep. All right. Well, let's really quick before we go, we're going to introduce the new question for the year, everyone. Um, But also um, just, you know, briefly just the podcast and setting goals for the podcast. Um, We're going to do things a little bit different this year and do last year. We met a ton of awesome guests. Um, We learned a lot last year. Um, this year, we're looking to build more topic-related information. So um, I need some help from you, audience. If there's something you want to hear about, I mean, there's something that's burning in your mind, like, I need to know how to set weight limits for our horses, or I want to know, you know, more about this diagnosis, or you, there's anything in your mind that's burning. Um, I have put a link in the show notes for you to leave either questions or topics, or even if you know somebody who's like, gosh, they would be a great person for this podcast, um, or, you know, for me to interview or for, to, for us to talk with, um, put their name in there too. So we really want to help um, develop you guys and your arsenal of knowledge too. So um, that's kind of what we're after for this year. Absolutely. I'm really excited to see again, where the podcast goes and, and watch that the number of listeners grow um, and, and really come to see the value. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't a just about Hetra. This is about our EAS community. Mm-hmm. And so we want everybody from the EAS community to, to let us know and, yeah. and have some feedback, but also come on and be a guest. Mm-hmm. Katie's an excellent host. She makes you feel super comfortable, um, asks great questions, and um, I promise you it will be a great experience. It's fun. It's fun. It's not as scary as it seems. That's for sure. And this, I really do view this podcast as, as ours, you know, like it's, it's our EIS community. It's ours. So, um, we do, I do have a lot of guests on from Petra. Um, we've been doing it a long time. We have some things to say, but so do you guys. So if you have anything you want to hear about, or, or if you want to be on here, don't hesitate to let us know. Also plug for the Facebook page. So we have developed a Facebook page that's, you know, 
It's linked to the podcast. It's called Not Just a Pony Ride. So go out and search it. It's a private group. So just ask to join. Um, but we're sharing, we're not just sharing podcast stuff there. We're sharing research. We're sharing, you know, other knowledgeable things, um, some horse movement series and um, just other like really good fundamental educational things um, there that that really contributes to our message, which is what we do is is so much more than just the pony ride. So if you're not a member of that yet, go out and, and link to that. And I will be sharing lots of good stuff there too. And I, and I think with a smaller center, um, these are resources. Mm-hmm. Um, you may not have time to create some of these things. You may not have time to go out and look for research studies. You don't have time to do a lot of these things. Um, when, if you have to go meet with a donor, you know, tomorrow, you know, and you want to take a research study on the effects of, um, on, on hippotherapy with individuals with autism or something mm-hmm. along those lines, you know, this is a resource for you to come to and find that information, um, and be able to access it and then take it back and use it where it's going to be helpful to mm-hmm. you. Um, if you have a podcast, if you hear podcasts that you think, gosh, dang, it would be great for my board of directors to hear mm-hmm. this, you know, send the link out to them and say, please listen to this. Um, it may help you understand how other programs have grown or, or mm-hmm. other programs have gotten here. So, so, so utilize it because it is not just a point, mm-hmm. right? And, and we know it, it's, yes, people grow in self-esteem and confidence and, and the smiles and all of those feel good things are there. And we love that part of it, but we also love the research and the science behind what we do. Mm-hmm. And so please utilize a resource. And the other thing, I mean, too, is it's, again, just like the podcast is ours as a community, that's what I want the Facebook group to be as well. So if you're like, gosh, I had a participant that, like, was sliding to the right, and I don't know why, and what is going on, go ask a question. Of course, you know, keep it general. We don't need to know specific, you know, super specific information just to protect that participant. But, like, if you have any question at all, go out there and, and, and post it and ask us and, um, and use that as, as your resource as well. Yep, Absolutely. Okay, so drum roll. This is the question for this year, everybody. So last year, if you listened, it was um, tell me about your heart horse. Um, This year it is what is your why? So Edie, why? This is a loaded question for you, I'm sure. Why do you do what you do and what keeps you coming back every day? Yeah, that's that's a great question. And and for for 30 some years, it's been you know, being in the arena and working with the participants and the horses and the volunteers and seeing that bond grow and and seeing that progress be made and just seeing that amazing connection that happens. Um, It it sometimes is like magic, even though we know it's not magic. We know there's a lot of of thought put behind what we do and how we do it. Um, But when you're out there, it just feels sometimes like magic, which is wonderful. So I'd say for for 30 years, that's been my why. And I would say the last few years, again, as I, as I think about 30 years and and where this organization has come from and and is headed to my, my why has become not only to, to develop the sustainability of Hetra. So it sustains long beyond my time, um, but also the sustainability of the industry as a whole and developing the people who are in this industry so that they can continue on with this great work that we get to do every day. Beautiful. Beautifully said. 
Well, we're glad that those are your wives and that you, you're here every day because you're developing us and this industry. And um, I'm excited to, to keep sharing that and developing people listening throughout this year. Well, thank you. I'm incredibly blessed to be here and incredibly grateful that I get the opportunities that, that we get here at Hetra. So, and, and incredibly blessed to have such an amazing team. And I do say that 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 is my superpower is is to be able to um, recruit awesome people to the organization. And then together we figure out a way to keep them here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode. Until the next one launches, stay connected to our community by joining the Not Just a Pony Ride Facebook group. There we share exclusive educational content, answer your questions and review new and exciting developments for the EAS community. Don't forget, if you have suggestions for future episode topics or a lead on a great guest that you think our audience would enjoy, click on the link in the show notes or visit us at hetrauniversity.org. This podcast is presented by Hetra University, an educational arm of the Heartland Equine Therapeutic Writing Academy. Hetra University's mission is to provide high-quality educational offerings to our participants and the EAS community. If you'd like to help us work toward our mission, you can make a donation by visiting us online at hetra.org. Again, I can't thank you all enough for helping Hetra change lives one stride at a time.